Thank you and good morning. I think it's a wonderful disposition to be in today at Operation Push as we welcome the former president of Ghana, who is also going to be the next president of Ghana. I have been advised to speak for two and a half hours, but I'll only shut it down to 10 seconds. Um, is Senna here? Senna, the individual who has made this possible is my lieutenant in the African community, and uh, I think he has done a fantastic job to bring the honorable former president of Ghana to this place. I am going to call on Mr. Alex Sagwifia to introduce the delegation as well as the president. Thank you and welcome to the PUSH coalition. Thank you. Good morning to all of you and I bring you warm greetings from the sunny land of Ghana in West Africa. My name is Alex Agbefia. I was the former Minister of Health under His Excellency John Dramani Mahama. With his delegation today, we have Kalistos Mahama, who is his administrator and the former head of local government services. We also have Joyce Bauer, who is also with his team and was also the former Deputy Minister of Transport. We have the General Secretary of our party, the National Democratic Congress, Honorable Fifi Kwete, who was also a Minister of State in different portfolios under President Mahama. We have Stan Dogbe, who is also his PR coordinator. And last, definitely not the least, Honorable Suhini, who is uh, a member of parliament for Tamale North in Ghana. From the United States, we have the executive's presence led by the chair lady, uh, Mama, uh, Mami Abba. That, that's who's here. I have a singular duty, firstly, to recognize and say we are grateful to see and be in the presence of such an illustrious son of black Africa and African-American people, Reverend Jesse Jackson. Thank you so much. My duty is to introduce for, for some of us, the hope of tomorrow for Ghana. His father was a minister of state under Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. That name would ring a bell with many of you. And in true fashion, he grew up and was fashioned and steered in the ideals of patriotism and the need for Africa to find its way, and the need for Ghana to be at the pivotal point of this way. He has been a servant of Ghana in many, many positions, an MP before, a leader of the African MPs in, in, under the AU, he was a Minister of State. He then rose to become the Vice President and then became President. 
He has shown tenacity in the face of adversity. And today, he intends to stand again for president in the 2024 elections. Ghana is at a crisis point, and we need to revive ourselves and put ourselves in a position where we always belonged as the pacemaker for the whole of Africa. We have the person who can do that. I give to you today the former president of Ghana, the next president of Ghana, His Excellency John Dramani Mahama. Thank you. Thank you very much. Kindly be seated. Thank you very much, um, Alex, for the kind introduction. And um, I just want to say how we're very happy to be here today. Uh, my entourage and I, I have been in Canada giving a speech at an event that takes place biannually of universities studying slavery. They hold this biannual conference and I was invited, two of us from Africa, to speak. I was asked to speak on slavery and colonialism. And so I presented a paper. There were a lot of um, important speakers from the Caribbean, uh, from America, Canada, and all the other places that had been touched by the evil of slavery. We arrived here yesterday, and um, we have a conference of our political party, which is called the National Democratic Congress. But I could not come to Chicago without reigniting my acquaintance with Reverend Jesse Jackson, a man who's very known and very respected on the African continent for the work he's done in terms of Pan-Africanism and connecting the diaspora with the motherland. I was a young minister of communications when uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson came with a cohort of business people from America. He paid several such visits to Ghana and uh, brought investors several times to our country. On this occasion, I was asked to be his escort, and so I spent time with him uh, going around with uh, the group that he had brought. And um, we haven't uh, had the opportunity to uh, uh, meet again for quite a while, and so I said I must take the opportunity to come and pay my respects to him and to let him know he's very much loved and respected uh, still in Ghana. Even though you haven't come, we still think about you and uh, we continue to pray for you. The connection between Africa and the diaspora is very important. And um, in Ghana, for those of you who haven't visited, Ghana has the most slave forts and castles in the whole world. And um, it is significant that in 2019, we held what we call the year of return. It was a spiritual and symbolic return of our brothers and sisters in the diaspora back to the homeland. And if you go to the Cape Coast Castle, which President Obama and Michelle visited, 
there is a dungeon where the slaves were kept. And above the dungeon, there's a church where the governor worshipped. And if you imagine that there was a church on top of a dungeon where unspeakable horrors were taking place, then you wonder what God the governor was praying to. But once you left the dungeon, you were led to what we call the door of no return because it was through that door that the slaves were taken and put onto the slave ships to be shipped to the Caribbeans and to the New World, they called it at the time. In 2019, we rechristened the reverse of that door as a door of return. And so for all our brothers and sisters in the diaspora who visited, they symbolically walked back through that door, but from the other side. And that meant that they are spiritually and symbolically reconnected and come back home after hundreds of years, you know, when their ancestors were taken uh, from Africa. Ghana, and Reverend Jackson was very instrumental in that, is one of the few countries in Africa that has passed what we call the right of abode law. And what it means is that we recognize that our brothers and sisters in the diaspora are of African descent and they come from Africa. And so if they decided ever that they wanted to come back to Africa and settle, there must be a legal means for them to be able to do that. And so Ghana passed what we call the right of abode law. So any person of African ancestry can come back to Ghana and apply to resettle and would be given the right to settle and stay and work and even acquire citizenship of Ghana so that you can be a dual citizen, a dual citizen, you can have a Ghanaian passport and have your American uh, passport. Several important people have taken advantage of that and hold Ghanaian passports today. Bob Mali's wife, Rita Mali, is a citizen of Ghana today because she came back under the right of abode law and she lives in Ghana as I, I speak. And so these are all things we do to reconnect um, the, the, the motherland. But it must not just be on the spiritual, it must also be on the material level. And that is what Reverend uh, tried to do by bringing back brothers and sisters from the diaspora to take advantage of the opportunities that exist in Africa. We can't leave it to the Chinese alone and the Indians and the Middle Easterners. I think that the brothers and sisters who, and I know there are several of our people who have done well, who are successful, who have the kind of capital and technology to be able to reinvest back in Africa. And I do think that the work that Reverend Jackson has started must continue and we must be able to attract many of our brothers and sisters back home to come and invest and take advantage of the opportunities that exist in, in Africa. There's a story told, and this is an interesting one, of um, Ghana's independence. Ghana was the first uh, country south of the Sahara, black African country, to become independent. And our first president, uh, he said, was Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. My father worked as a minister with Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. And uh, in the heady days and excitement of independence, uh, several countries sent delegations to be a part of the historic event. And one of those who was a distinguished guest at our independence celebration was Richard Nixon. He was vice president at the time. 
and he represented America at this event. And when all the dancing and merriment was taking place, he saw this very excited, you know, uh, African dancing and very happy uh, about Ghana's independence. And he asked him, he said, so how do you feel about being free? And his, and his response was, I don't know. I come from Alabama. <laughs> because at the time, the civil rights movement was on. Many people don't realize that Ghana became independence before all the other rights were won by um, African Americans. And so he says, I don't know. I come from Alabama. But I mean, of course, he was excited that Ghana had become independent. And so this is just a, 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 on the lighter side. I do think that our visit here is just to reconnect and assure our brothers and sisters that um, opportunities do exist. We currently are the opposition party in Ghana. Um, we have elections next year. Every four years, there's an American election and there's a Ghanaian election. The American election takes place in November. The Ghanaian election takes place in December, one month apart. And so um, the likelihood that we would uh, come back into office. I did one term as president. I lost the election in 2016. I stood again in 2020. I lost. And um, I'm a, the candidate for my party again in 2024. But I can assure you that this time, the chances look very bright. And uh, the chances look very bright. And so it is likely that we'll be steering affairs in Ghana from 2025 until about 2029. And so all of you are welcome to visit, either on holiday or if you want to come and take the opportunity to invest, you are, you, you, you'll be invited to do so. We need to set up a vehicle that makes it easy for our brothers and sisters to come back home and, and, and invest if they want to. Cut the red tape create the incentives that make it easier for them to be able to do so. And I want to just make you a commitment that when I'm president of Ghana, I'll make sure that this happens. And so thank you all very much. God richly bless you. And Reverend Jesse, my son extends his regards. My son was born here in Chicago. My wife had come on a visit to uh, my sisters. My sisters live in this city, and my stepmother lives here. And she had, she had come on a visit to uh, them. Uh, she was pregnant at the time. And um, when she went to consult the doctor for the antenatal, whatever it was, the doctor said it was going to be a complicated birth and advised that she'd not fly back, otherwise she could lose the baby. And so the boy was born here, my fourth son. And um, there was no better name to give him than Jesse. And so. <laughs> He was born in the city of Reverend Jesse Jackson, and so we named him Jesse. And so Jesse says to extend his regards. He's 21 years now. He's in uh, university in Toronto, and so I'm just coming from Toronto visiting him. And I told him I was coming to his city, and uh, Jesse Jackson city, and he said to pass his warm regards. Thank you very much. God bless you.